a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth! So, buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not gonna stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah... Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people. On RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. It's Friday night, the 27th of October. Welcome to it. Hello, Diane. Hello, Craig, and how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. It's Friday. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Hey, I'm looking forward to a little bit of a break next week. Well, yeah, Tuesday night is uh, Halloween night. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, Diane has to uh, get all dressed up. Are you going to go as a liberal again this year? Because that's pretty scary. I mean, really. (gasps) No, actually, where I live, we have, you know, great number of kids. And uh, the doorbell rings from about 630 to about 830, 9 o'clock continuously. And somehow I don't think our listeners would appreciate me getting up every two seconds to answer the door. Forget about the and my listeners. Refuses to do it. I wouldn't appreciate it. So, no. Yeah, I mean, every year, you know, if if Halloween falls on a show day, a Tuesday or a Friday, we uh, we take that day off. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, not that we want to take off. Believe me, I'd rather not be answering the door a hundred times. But yeah. if something major happens folks over the weekend regarding what's happening in um, Israel we will cut a half an hour podcast and put it up as a podcast right so we're going to stay on top of the top news right now see we don't have kids really here where i live there there really aren't any um mm-hmm. so we don't we don't have to worry about it so it's really just kind of a night off for me but you know, if we did, I would do my traditional thing, and instead of handing out candy, I would hand out zombie eyeballs. Ah, okay. Uh, otherwise known as Brussels sprouts. <laughs> well, as far as me in a costume, I'll put my pussycat ears on. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. And, and you have a black cat, so, I mean, that kind of rounds the whole thing out. Well, my little black kitten will be staying safe all night long because <laughs> you know the things that people love to hurt black cats on. I know. Oh, that's... Not that my cats go out, they're indoor cats, but I still worry about it because she's little. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it just kind of rounds out the whole feel around the house, you know. Well, the my whole house is decorated feet. for Halloween. I was a. In, a in, professional decorator yeah including a black cat that's that's how far she goes in her decorating she had to go out and get a black cat for this year (laughs) all right we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight let's start with the new house speaker and i will say right off the bat at the end of tuesday night show i said one thing's for certain we will not have a house speaker by friday's show well guess what right we're wrong yeah we got a house speaker um and I'm it, glad we do. Yeah. And I mean, you know, when they announced who it was, Diana and I are kind of like, who? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Uh, so we had to do some quick looking to find out, you know, what was up with this guy. Now, I will say I saw the interview he did with Sean Hannity last night, and it was actually, it was a pretty good interview. 
Um, okay. But there are some concerns that both Diana and I have with this guy. Yes. Very strong concerns. He claims to be a constitutionalist, which, hey, more power to him because I am a constitutional Republican or a Republican constitutionalist, however people say it. I'm not a conservative per se, although I have conservative leanings on many key issues. Right. As a constitutionalist, I believe very strongly in separation of church and state. We were not founded to be a theocracy. We were founded as they broke away from the theocratic rulers in Europe. I personally have nothing wrong, see nothing wrong with a all-encompassing prayer at the beginning of of Congress in section. Very short, very sweet, um, just thank you, God, whatever, whatever. I do have a major problem when the new House Speaker and a group gather and practically prostrate themselves on the floor in Jesus's name. Not everybody in this country is a Christian. Many believe in God, but don't believe in organized religion. Many are Jewish. Some are different religions. That is not a good way to set the the position of a new House Speaker. Will it uh, affect his ruling as a House Speaker? Only time is going to tell. He did make a few quotes that I really don't like, like uh, Jesus anointed him, which he's entitled to say. That's his personal belief, and, and he has every right to it but not a Speaker of the House. Okay, I, I've got That's, a couple... Okay, i got a couple of things to say on this matter, too. And okay. I, I agree with you. Um, okay. I, I think, personally, um, I think the best course of action, if you want to have a prayer at the beginning of a session, uh, have a moment of silence. I agree. Okay, and because that... That allows everybody, no matter what, to say a little silent prayer and then get on with the business of the people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you're you're not dragging any particular religion or branch of any religion or you know anything into it. You're allowing each individual in the house to do their own thing. Now, right. That said. I will say this, <clears throat> if the Speaker of the House is, you know, Mike Johnson, if he is intent on holding a prayer out loud, and in that prayer, he evokes Jesus, okay, that opens the door to anybody else to demand equal time and say mm-hmm. a prayer to whatever they want. Now, if you're gonna if you're gonna drag Jesus into it on the floor of the people's house, don't be at all surprised if the ilk of Hakeem Jeffries, uh, Elon Omar, Rashid Talib, Rashida Talib, if they say, "Well, if you're gonna do that, then we're gonna go head down, ass up, and do some a lot Akbars in, on the floor of the house." Right, because if you're gonna if you're gonna drag one into it, you damn well better be prepared to drag everything into it. And I think that's why our founders and framers strongly believed in separation of church and state. Religion has a place in your in your private life. It doesn't have a place in the halls of Congress per se, except for maybe. Like you say, an opening moment of silence, an invocation, and maybe a thank you, Lord, at the end of uh, of the session. 
Not thank you, Jesus, but thank you, God, or, or whatever. How about, how about just thanks to the Creator, because we are endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable right. rights. Notice that the founders and framers, when they put that document together, they did not mention any Creator by name. The Creator. Right. Okay, that right. leaves no it wide Jesus, open. That's because no anything. Right, that's because right. a lot of the founders and framers were actually deists. They believed in a higher power. They just didn't assign any particular religion to it. Right. So, I mean, this, maybe he was overwhelmed by getting the speakership. You know, it was very trying with all the nonsense caused by Matt Gates. Maybe it was just a a, um, stress release, you know, that everything was over. I could overlook this the first time, but if this continues, yeah, if it I got becomes a big problem, if it becomes a habit, then right. then you know I'm I'm going to have an issue uh, with it too. Now, all of that said, during the interview, he he said some things that I thought were pretty good. I mean, he talked about being uh, uh, a law and order kind of guy. A constitutionalist, mm-hmm. he said, uh, you know, I, it, I, Hannity asked him point blank uh, about his uh, anti-gay marriage stand that he had about, I don't know what it was, 15 years ago, when he was an attorney for a group that was taking that to a state court or, or you know, through state courts. And he said, well, look, he said, you know, uh, basically, I'm paraphrasing here. He said, "I'm a man of faith," but he said, "I'm also uh, a, a guy that goes by the Constitution and the law of the land." He said, "I'm a law of the land kind of guy." And the Supreme Court, five members of the Supreme Court, decided that gay marriage is okay. He said, "That that means that's the law of the land, and that's where I stand. I stand with the law of the <laughs> land." So, you know. And personally, I have no problem with gay marriage. Um, never have. You, you know, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I, I was glad to hear those sorts of things. He talked about Reagan uh, quite a bit in the interview. He talked about the Constitution quite a bit uh, in the interview. He even at one point quoted, I think it was Thomas Jefferson. Um, so, you know, and he really seems like a guy who wants to get down to business and get some things done. He's That's firmly, the important thing. Yeah, he's firmly with Israel. Um, he's he's about had it with the way the Democrats spend money like drunken sailors, um, mm-hmm. you know. And he even said, "Look, you know, I I understand, you know, we need to stand by commitments, but in the future, we need to really uh, have accountability for the way we spend money. So we can't just be dropping money out of helicopters, you know." So. Mm-hmm. I you know, and I appreciated a lot of what he had to say. Now, if yeah. he if, you know, if he's a a man of deep faith, okay, great, good for him. You know, right. um, keep it where it belongs, and it does not belong on the floor of the people's house. No, it doesn't. And the founders and framers made that extremely clear. And that's the test that will show: is he really a constitutionalist? Right. If I see them getting on their knees, bowing on the halls of Congress, I'm going to write one hell of an (laughs) (laughs) op-ed. And I don't blame you. I I don't want to see that kind of stuff either. You know, our founders and framers were pretty clear. They'd had it up to here, and use your imagination where here is, but they've had it up to here with living under a theocracy. Right. You know, so in the minute you start doing that, look, here's what I've always said, you know, to the, to the holy rollers and the holier than thou's. If you want to keep government out of your religion, then keep your religion out of government. Right. It has to work both ways. It can't just work one way. Remember the Constitution. You have freedom of religion, but we also have freedom from religion. Things are not one-sided. Right. That would be a dictatorship or well, a theocracy or, or, in yeah. the case of, of religion. That's not how the Constitution works, folks. 
Yeah, and to all the holy rollers that might still be listening after this conversation, <laughs> if you don't want to see heads down, asses up, and a whole bunch of all Akbars going on on the floor of the house, then understand that we should not be, uh, you know, using the the name or the the faith of Jesus unless we want to invite everybody to do likewise. Well, remember. We did have we did have a president that decorated the White House with prayer rugs. Yes, yes, he did, and and I think we yeah. all had about enough of that. I think so. Okay, so speaking of presidents, um, I'm telling you, I am almost firmly sure now that Gavin Newsom is going to run. Okay, you do know, though, there was a, a guy that announced today, I don't know if his hand off, I mean, his name offhand, yeah, he is I a do. Democrat, yeah, and I do he know that. announced that he's officially running for the nomination. Now, he calls himself, and other people call him, a moderate Democrat. Now, you know, and I know, that's not going to fly within the DNC. True. You know, the DNC has been hijacked by the far-left liberal Marxist wings, so... We know that we know that's not going to fly. In the meantime, Gavin Newsom went to Israel and then left Israel and went to China. Yeah, to cut little deals with the Chinese as other, you know, states and other governors like Ron DeSantis has said no to the Chinese buying up lands in Florida. He's welcoming all this. Well, he's trying he to cut only, business you know, deals. He not only screwed his state. His, right. stra- his state is probably one of the worst states in the country. The exodus from California is is astounding. Yeah. It's it's now a filthy, dirty, homeless, drug-ridden Dr- state, basically. Right. And that's what he wants to do to this country. Well, and, and look, that's what the liberal Marxist wing of the Democrat Party wants to do to this country. You know, mm-hmm. he goes over there, he's wheeling and dealing with the communist Chinese. He has a sit down photo op with Xi. Right. Over there. Right. Now, I'll tell you what, you know, I understand that governors from different states make uh, trips to other countries on, uh, you know, official business trying to sell their country or their, their state in other countries. Right. Um, Nebraska's governors uh, over the past decade or, or maybe even more have, have made these trips to places like Japan and, and South Korea and Taiwan, you know, and, and places that are actually friendly to us, mm-hmm. you know, to try and sell Nebraska goods, particularly in our case, agricultural products in other countries. And it's worked out right. well for us. But none of our governors have made a trip to communist China to sit down with the chairman of the CCP. Yeah, this is absolutely a disgrace, actually, with all the problems we're having with China now and Chinese involvement in Ukraine. And yes, folks, they are involved with Ukraine. You bet. Um, and, and all the... The talk of a takeover of an invasion of Taiwan, I would actually call Newsom a traitor. It's bordering on that, isn't it? Yes, it I mean, is. really, when you sit down and look at it, that's what it's, you know. But at the same time, if he wasn't planning on running for president, would he be over there doing these photo ops with the CCP? Would he be over there trying to make deals with the CCP and get his foot in the door? With those people, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I don't think Joe Biden is going to be the nominee. I wrote an article uh, a month ago, month and a half ago about this. And I said in that article, I think it's going to be Gavin Newsom. And everything he does leans that way. Well, I'm going to go one further, Craig. I think you're right about Newsom. And I also think it's going to be Newsom versus DeSantis. Because I think think in the end, with all the nonsense that's happening with Trump 
and and we're not saying that the election was wasn't stolen we know it was stolen if you take that aside and you put all trump's other woes everything is going to reach ahead and a gasket's going to blow here i really do not believe that that trump is going to be the nominee in the end i, I could be wrong I, I tend to agree with that. And I, I said as much in that article. I said, you know, I think we're going to have two people, you know, on that, uh, you know, that get the nomination that aren't the people that everybody thinks right now. And I don't think Joe Biden's going to get it. And I don't think Trump's going to get it. Um, there's too much swirling around. But Newsom, yeah, I mean, I, I've never seen anything quite this blatant. No, this is... It's very bad on Newsom's part. What they're calling this is a shadow campaign, and some are saying that um, in the scope of things, Biden is the head of the team and Newsom is the backup. Okay, so does that mean it would be Newsom, Kamala Harris, two Californians, two from the failed state? But here's something else that I find very interesting. There was a scheduled debate in November between Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis. That is highly interesting. Very interesting because that was planned months ago. It's almost like the powers that be kind of know, you know, Trump's not going to get it in the end. It's going to be DeSantis and this could be the biggest ratings draw ever. And DeSantis, as a drag, a jag attorney, is going to make mincemeat of Newsom. Florida's record, we have a budget surplus. Our state is going great, as opposed to a failing state. That's going to be one hell of a debate. Well, you know, the, very- I think one of the most interesting lines that's going to come out of that, I think... And, and this debate is going to take place on November 30th, okay? Right. And it's going to be on Fox. Hannity is going to be the moderator. Right. And I just can't wait for Ron DeSantis to look at Gavin Newsom and, and ask him a very simple question. If you're doing so good in your state, why are your citizens moving to my state? Right. Right. <laughs> we know that's going to happen. But the thing... This China thing is very important for two reasons. First, what Newsom is doing, and I hate to say this because I really like this person. Nikki Haley was my backup choice if it's not Ron DeSantis. I think Nikki Haley, or I thought Nikki Haley, would make a good president or even a vice president for Ron DeSantis. However... It has now come to light, and you can look it up, uh, people, if you don't believe me. It's all over Google. It's been in campaign ads, everything else. Nikki Haley welcomed China into her state, Chinese businesses, and the buying of property in her state. Right. That is not a good thing. And I think in the next debate, um, DeSantis is going to nail Haley on that. Well, I hope he does. You know, I, I mean, I, this this is all getting interesting, and, and both Diana and I have said for months now that we're, we're too far out at this point, but we're getting closer because, you know, I mean, a lot of people are thinking, well, you know, we're still a long way from 2024. Well, first you got to win the nomination, and that comes up next spring. Right. Okay. Um, so, you know, we're not as far out as people think, but... There's still a lot of room, uh, you know, right. a lot, lot of distance to travel before the nomination comes out. Like Diane said, uh, you know, I think the tide is going to turn against Trump. Um, these court cases are going to pile up. I, I, I'll tell you what, I wish I knew what the RNC was thinking right now because they may have to make a very hard decision. Regarding? Regarding Trump. It, let's say Trump manages to pull off the nomination. 
or, or looks like he's going to. Does the RNC hold a brokered convention because of the circus that follows Trump at this point? I mean, well, the circus follows Trump everywhere. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's you know on steroids now because of all the court cases. Mm-hmm. More and mm-hmm. more and more uh, people connected to Donald Trump are cutting deals with the prosecutor in Georgia. Yes. Right now, and they're going to testify against Donald Trump. And guess what? His daughter, Ivanka, has been subpoenaed in the New York real estate case to testify. She can't lie under oath or she's in trouble. Right. So it's going to get real interesting real fast. I think so. You know, but Gavin Newsom is over there in China. Now, the only reason I can think that he's over there is because he he knows that they're going to pull the plug on Joe Biden and they're going to try and insert him in there. And he's going to be able to say, well, look, you know, I went over there and I sat down with she, so I kind of understand where this guy's coming from and I understand what he wants to do. And I have an understanding that nobody else has. I mean, I can see him trying to spin it that way, and that's what it would be, a spin. Right. You know? But uh, why go over there and have these photo ops? Why make that trip over there if if you're not planning a major move? For that matter, at this point, as a governor of California, why did he make a trip to Israel? If not which to, if was, not to sit down and talk fast. to Bibi Netanyahu. It was almost like he did a pit stop on the way to China. Netanyahu does not take Gavin Newsom serious on anything. No, and he shouldn't. Right. But, if, you, but, if you see the Israeli newspapers, that was not a wanted trip. Oh, let me tell people one thing, Craig. In the House vote, there was one Republican who did not vote in unison with the other Republicans. And that is one of the representatives from Wisconsin. Uh, His name just escapes me right now. The reason he was not there, he was in Israel. He was or is an ex-Navy SEAL. And he was there in Israel to see if there's anything he could do. Right. He's been over there for a couple of weeks. Yes. So that's why he missed the vote. And I think he was greatly correct in doing it. He didn't. He thought this situation was more important than the joke of what's happening on the congressional floor right now. Right. You know, but I, I, you know, when it comes to Gavin Newsom right now, he's posturing and what he's trying to do is add some street cred, if you will, to what he sorely lacks, and that's uh, foreign policy matters. So he figures, well, if I go to Israel in the middle of a war, and then I go over and talk to the Chinese, um, you know, uh, President Xi over there, you know, and I I show up in world stage events, then I'm going to have credit. Well, no, because you still don't know what you're, you don't even know what you're doing in your own damn state. State. Well, listen to this quote that he gave, okay? It was part of a week-long trip to China, and he was discussing the threat of climate change. You know, the weather. They Uh still don't get that it's the weather. But what he said, the reason he went, and I quote, to renew our friendship and re-engage on fundamental and foundational issues that will determine our collective faith in the future, end quote. In other words, he was talking like Kamala Harris, who had no idea what he was saying. What does faith have to do with his business being it, there? It, it, it has nothing. The only business he had over there was to get a photo op so he can say, well, look, see, I've got foreign policy experience. Yeah. That's it. Just because you visit, just because you visit with a foreign, 
uh, leader does not mean you have experience. It means you visited with a foreign leader. You I, went on a tourist trip and you were lucky that the leader saw you. That's all that means. Every once in a while, I eat at a Chinese buffet. Does that give me foreign policy experience? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> According to Gavin Newsom, it probably would. Exactly. Folks, we've hit the bottom of the hour. We've got to take a quick break. We've got plenty more to talk about coming up, so don't go anywhere. There's going to be more Right Side Patriots after this. You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk, where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. Hi guys, Diane Sorry from The Patriot Factor on thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com, where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's long-time Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. On my blog, you will find not only my articles, but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports, as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, check out the National Patriot at thenationalpatriot.com, where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on rspradio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sorry at the Patriot Factor. If you miss any part of tonight's show, go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning. Click that podcast button. You can listen to this show and all the others. Yes. All right. So we got to talk about the idiot Jamal Bowman. Now, folks, you might remember Jamal Bowman is the member of the House who a couple of weeks ago pulled a fire alarm to delay a vote. Now, of course, he claims... Mm -hmm. That wasn't why he pulled the fire alarm. He says he pulled the fire alarm because he thought it would open the door because the door was locked. Mm-hmm. Now, I did an article two weeks ago about this fool, Jamal Bowman. And in that article, uh, it's called Where's the Fire? You can get it at thenationalpatriot.com. You can see down towards the end what the actual penalty is under law for making a false fire alarm. And it's pretty stiff. You can go to jail. You can spend some considerable time behind bars in Washington, right. D.C. for doing that. So yesterday, Jamal Bowman goes to court and he pleads guilty to a misdemeanor in a sweetheart deal, Diane. Well, of course. Now, he's got another hearing coming up in January, right? Mm-hmm. Where the, the sentencing will actually take place or whatever. He is to pay a $1,000 fine and write a letter of apology to Capitol Police Chief Tom Mancher. Oh, what a stupid, useless punishment. Okay. Now, if he does that, he gets three months on probation. Three months. That's it. Now, if you pulled a fire alarm or I pulled a fire alarm or one of our listeners pulled a fire alarm in Washington, D.C., by God, they'd send us to Gitmo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so he's got this this you know next court appearance coming up in January. However, yesterday, or actually this morning, 
they released the actual videotape, not the still photo, but the actual videotape of Jamal Bowman pulling the fire alarm. And Diane, what does that video show? It shows him actually taking the two signs on the doors that say, you know, emergency fire exits, taking them off and then going to pull the fire alarm, which to me translates immediately, now that they have proof, that the sweetheart deal be negated, the man faces criminal charges, because not only what he did, but he put people's lives in danger, and they throw the book at him. <coughs> I I agree. He, he walks in, immediately goes to these double doors. Each door had a sign that said fire exit only, emergency exit only. He took both signs off the door, turned around, pulled the fire alarm, and left. Right. Just that fast. That's deliberate action, folks. So don't tell me you you thought it was going to open the door. Right. Okay. Now, here's, here's the deal real quickly. If found guilty... Persons violating the provisions of the subsection shall, upon conviction, be deemed guilty of a misdemeanor and be punished by a fine of not more than the amount set forth in the provision or by imprisonment of not more than six months or both such uh, fine and imprisonment. So this guy could get six months, according to this, but... But in Washington, D.C., okay, obstructing an official government proceeding, which is different than pulling a false fire alarm, obstructing an official government proceeding, which looks to be exactly what he did, is illegal under federal law and punishable by fines and not more than 20 years behind bars. And here's something. I'd like to add that should be done now that the video came out, showed the truth. He lied. He should immediately be expelled from Congress. Absolutely. 100%. Kick his butt out. Yes. I mean, this, this video is damning. Very damning. And in the article, uh, where's the fire? I said, You know, a prudent person would walk in, find the doors locked, and leave by the same direction he came in. Well, that's exactly what Bowman did. He walked in, took the signs down, pulled the fire alarm, and left by the same way he came in. (laughs) This this guy, he's an idiot, and to think that he was a middle school principal, a man, you know, kids at a critical age, this is the man that was the head of their school claims he doesn't know that how those kids turned out well claiming he doesn't know that pulling a fire alarm won't open the door yeah i mean please. come on give me a break please all right so i just had to bring that up because like diane says this guy needs to be expelled period immediately 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 and he can take Ilhan, and he can take Rashida, and he can take Presley and AOC, yep. and he can take them with him. All, all of them need to go. Uh, yes. Okay, let's let's talk for a few minutes about the this tragic shooting that took place in Maine a couple of days ago, a couple of nights ago. Um, right. The suspect's name is Robert Card. Okay. Yes. Uh, Eighteen people killed. Um, 13, I think it was, that, that are wounded. A couple of those, as I understand it, are still in critical condition. Two of them at least. The victims yeah. also were in age from 14 to 76. They're looking all over the place in Maine for this guy. They have not found him yet. The manhunt continues tonight. Um, mm-hmm. they've, they've got... All sorts of of law enforcement agencies, not just local, but state and federal uh, as well, up there looking for this guy. Diane, do you think they're ever going to find him, or do you think they'll find him alive? Maybe that's a better way. Uh, If he doesn't want to be found, 
I don't think they're going to find him because he actually, now they're believing he got away by boat. This was very well planned. They're saying he might have accomplices. Um, the fault, the deaths, obviously, are this man's fault. He pulled the trigger. This guy was a known mental case. He tried attacking or shooting up a Coast Guard base a few years ago. He's been in and out of mental mental hospitals, let out again. His family said he was just in this summer, let out again. We have got to get over the stigma that mental illness can always be helped. No, it cannot. Well, there are you- certain people that need to be institutionalized. This is a case in point of one of them. All the red flags were there. They were all thrown aside. So blame is directly with the shooter. Absolutely. Yep. But the the whole thing of mental illness, we need to overhaul this, folks. There are some people that do not belong out on the streets. This is one of them. This man was ex-military, trained especially in weapons, and he was also, I believe, a was it a judo instructor or a firearms instructor? He, he I think was it a, was. Yeah, a, a firearms instructor. A firearms instructor. <laughs> and here it is, in and out of mental mental hospitals. Nobody took away his permits. Nobody did anything. They found in his home numerous firearms. Why? Somebody mentally well, ill, you know, institutionalized, hospitalized numerous times, has firearms in their home, and the family doesn't say anything either? Well, and according to reports, the family knew the guy was nuts. Right. You know, so, I mean, you know, what do you do? Now, you know, there's a lot of people out there, you know, oh, he's uh, some kind of a survivalist, and he's this, and he's that, and he's... Special forces trained. He's not any of those things. He is uh, apparently an avid hunter, and he he likes to go fishing. So at at best, he knows the land out there. And and this is a very rural area that he's in, very heavily forested. If he really wanted to disappear into the forest for a while, he could probably, uh, you know, do that. Uh, Diane, like you said, you know, he could have could have taken off on a small boat he had about a 15 foot uh boat near where they found his car and that boat is missing it's not there um so we don't really know what happened to the guy being a firearms instructor uh that is i i think neither here nor there you know there's a there's a lot of firearm you know people that go under the label of firearms instructors that maybe work for a local gun range or something like that. We don't yeah, know that yeah, that was actually the details. military certified. You know, we know he was in the military, um, but he was a petroleum expert in the military. Right. Okay. So, you know, he's not Rambo by any means. No. You know, no, no. and people say, well, yeah, but he killed 18 people. Yeah. He, you know, first place he walked into was a bowling alley. Second place he walked into was a bar slash pool hall. I'll tell you what both of those places have in common. They're target-rich environments. Absolutely. You know, you you don't have to be some super sniper to pick off 18 people between those two places. You know, you you just have to have a weapon. Um, And and you got to be nuts. Also, bowling alleys. A lot of kid parties are held at bowling alleys. A lot of families bowl together. There's leagues that bowl. Um, It's loaded with targets. And right now, Maine has called in an elite border unit. It's uh, called BORTAC. Right. And they're, they're looking for him all the way up to the Canadian border. I personally don't believe he's there anymore. But what I'd really like to know, now they claim they found a suicide note written to his son. But there was no 
evidence whatsoever of having committed suicide. The fact that his boat was missing right near where he dumped the car, really common sense should dictate that he took off in that boat and went somewhere. Right. Now, I, you know, whether or not they're going to find him in the area where he disappeared from or some other area, I mean, you know, there's a lot of land out there in Maine. There's a lot of rivers out there in Maine. Right. You know, and, you know, he's he had a pretty good head start. You don't need much of, of a head start to get lost. And he's armed, heavily yeah. armed. <clears throat> I think personally, if they find him at all, they'll find him dead. Uh, that he would kill himself. Yeah. Sometimes I don't think so. This guy could actually be smart enough to play this out. He could be. Um, it's it's possible. Like some other mass killers have done. I personally, I'd love to know this guy's motive. Right. Why? What tripped him? You know what? what? Yeah. What? tripped him exactly yeah i mean if if he if he kills himself we'll never know exactly unless he left some kind of manifesto somewhere but why he claims he's been or claimed according to the reports that he's been hearing voices now that's the pat answer that they all give for an insanity plea right but i mean you know he he if you, if you got a mental illness you may not actually be hearing voices but you may just be off your rocker enough to think you are you know yeah i mean of course it, it, it's it's one of these things but but the fact that he picked two targets two target rich places right and then vanished tells me he's not criminally insane you know to a point where if they catch him alive he can't stand trial he pre-planned this and he planned an escape you know so he knew he knew what he was doing was wrong right okay so you know but and and this is all the more i'm going to say about this tonight of course we'll keep an eye on it but the idea of you know Joe Biden coming out and calling for an assault weapons ban. You know, there are 350 some 360 million people in this country. There mm-hmm. are millions upon millions, if not hundreds of millions uh, of firearms in this country. Uh, earlier this week, one guy with one firearm went out and did something really, really, really tragic. Right. Why punish and, everybody else for what this guy did? Uh, because Biden doesn't have the common sense to know guns do not kill people. People kill people. Absolutely guns can't right. pull their own trigger. You have a mentally ill individual that should have been locked up in an institution out. That's the the cause and the effect was he pulled the trigger and killed 18 people. I just if I they just find him they're going to plead he's going to plead insanity and we're going to spend our taxpayer dollars or the people of Maine are to keep this guy institutionalized for life. People like this if they do acts like this the death sentence in my opinion. I I 100 100% agree with you. I hope law enforcement's able to find him and and bring him to justice. And I just sincerely hope nobody else gets hurt in the effort to find this idiot. I agree. I agree. Monster. All right. So Mm -hmm. finally tonight, we need to talk about the Israel-Hamas war. Apparently, it has kicked into a different level. Um, We got some early warnings uh, earlier this afternoon. Um, A little bit of a heads up, if you will. Uh, that that things were changing, that Israel's approach was changing. Apparently, Diane, right along the Israel-Gaza border, Israel was just pounding that area mm-hmm. about three to four hours ago. I mean heavy pounding of that area. 
which looks like uh, it, really the last steps in preparation for uh, the Israeli army, the IDF, to just move in there. Well, they're already in. Israel launched the second ground incursion into Gaza, and they were able to um, kill one of the um, Hamas commanders in the airstrikes, but the ground forces are in there. Um, It's not the full-on invasion. They're going to do what they have to do, pull back for a while, and then they're going in. Bibi is not going to cave to public opinion, uh, or we should say uh, certain public opinion, (laughs) to pull back. There is now an elite Israeli death squad. You don't believe me? You can Google it, guys. That is being assembled to find the group that did October 7th, and Israel will deal with them. And we need to stand strong with Israel. 33 Americans were killed. Americans are held hostage. When the first American was taken, that is war on us also, whether Biden wants to admit it or not. Israel needs to do what Israel needs to do, and we need to stand behind her and beside her militarily if need be and know it or not as we know craig there's already americans on the ground in israel absolutely you know and and to john kirby the um the you know white house uh national security spokesman john kirby uh (laughs) according to him today the u.s will not will not draw red lines for israel so that's exactly. to his credit. Now, yes. That, that said, uh, earlier today it came out that Joe Biden has ordered the lightest possible response from the U.S. toward Iran for Iran and Iran's proxies shelling American bases and injuring uh, American military personnel on those bases. Uh, specifically in Syria. Now, if it was up to me, I mean, okay, we've had 33 Americans killed in in the you know over in Israel. We've got uh, well over a dozen that are being held hostage inside of Gaza right now. We've mm-hmm. had almost two dozen injured in these shellings of. Um, bases, American bases in the region, Mm -hmm. instead of ordering the least destructive response toward Iran, I would, and and I think Reagan would have done this too, but my thought is, go over there and wipe out some of their oil fields and see how they like it. I did a a whole part of my article two weeks ago was, You take out the Iranian oil fields, you cut off their main source of income and revenue at the same time, and you sort of neutralize some of their power to fund terrorist groups. But who the hell listens to me? But anyway, I mean, we're just we're just sitting here talking on the radio tonight, right? What do we know? You know, we we talk based on common sense, and these people running the show have no common sense. But there are two things that people need to know. Number one, the hostages. I'm very glad and happy that those four women were released, the mother and daughter and the two older women, and that they're going to be okay. They went through hell, but they're going to be okay. Now, if Hamas was even remotely one iota serious about we'll, we'll stop if you stop type of situation, They would not have released those people. They would have released the children, some of the children. However, it is my belief that those children are long dead because, because, because Hamas is part of the group that wants to eradicate Israel and the Jewish people out of the world completely. You kill the children you stop the Jewish bloodline from going forward. There was a manifesto that was found amongst the the dead Hamas people 
that the children were specifically supposed to be targeted in the most heinous of ways. Today, I found out another way that some of the children were killed. We are talking about the pregnant women had their babies cut out of their bellies, decapitated, and then killed themselves. We are dealing with some subhuman pieces of garbage. Israel needs to do what Israel needs to do, unfeathered, unfettered by bullshit. Second thing, the UN again came out today that said Israel is committing genocide in Gaza and they were condemning Israel, but they did not again condemn Hamas for what they did to Israel. The United Nations is a useless piece of nothing. When they did that, this is the second time they've done that. When they did that, we should have packed up our bags from the UN, said, we're out of here. Now you pack up your bags and get the hell out of our country. They are useless. I 100% agree. You know, it's obviously you and I tonight are going to spend most of the night trying to monitor what's going on over there uh, in Israel yes. and, and, you know, the, the you know, new incursion into Gaza uh, by the IDF and the continued pounding that that area has taken. I, it, I, it seems pretty obvious to me that what Israel is trying to do is soften up Uh, the entry points for the IDF to get in there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and Craig, I'm going to even go so far as to say that once the IDF enters, if it hasn't been done already, I think the rest of the hostages are dead. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's a mighty tall order. I hate to, I hate to say it. I would, I would rather be optimistic, but I got to be realistic. Right. You know, you're dealing with savages, so you can't yeah. deal on a normal scale of things. Right. I mean, I would like to be optimistic that there's still a chance that they can get at least some of them, if not all of them out. Right. But but the realistic part of me says it's it's such a tall order and these people are so barbaric. It it would yes. absolutely surprise me if they're able to get hostages out alive i I hate to say that you know and and you know if we have listeners that have family or friends uh that have been taken hostages you know um i i I know it's hard to hear and you know you you want to cling to hope and and i do too and i i think diane does too absolutely you know absolutely you know one of the things that we do on this show is we speak about realism. We, you know, we look at the realistic situation, but I will say this. If anybody can get those hostages out of there, it's the Israelis. Oh, absolutely. Between the IDF and the Mossad. Absolutely. Yeah. And our special ops, certain segments of the special ops also helping if they're alive these people will find them. Right. I I hope for a good outcome. I'm prepared for the worst. Let's put it that way. Right. And if it is the worst, you ain't seen nothing yet because I know Israel is, they're not going, they're not going down without a big fight and they ain't going down. So be prepared folks. Maybe some not so nice things happening. I got in the in the minute we have left before we got to close the show out. I got to go back to Speaker of the House Mike Johnson for just a quick second because okay. th- this is funny. Okay, everybody knows uh, Congressman Eric Swalwell out of California. Mm-hmm. He's the one that was shacking up with the Chinese spy. Right, right. Okay. Back in 2021, Swalwell took a poke at GOP House leader Kevin McCarthy. 
Okay. And, and this is when Kevin McCarthy went on an eight-hour-long speech trying to delay the Build Back Better bill, right? Oh, oh yeah, I remember that. Okay. okay. So Swalwell, who'd been shacking up with this Chinese spy in a, in a tweet, which is now X, but then it was Twitter, he asked for an English translation of McCarthy's speech. Okay, now Speaker of the House Mike Johnson, then just Congressman Mike Johnson, replied to that tweet with, quote, you prefer it whispered to you in Chinese, unquote. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Well, you know what? No matter what, I hope Mike Johnson does well. I hope he stands by the Constitution and does what's right for our country. I, I, that's, that's all I can hope for. We'll keep an eye on yes. it. We'll let you know if anything changes. But with that, Diane, we're out of time. Nighty night, folks. See you next Friday. Have yourselves a great weekend and a great next week. Next Friday's coming up. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. You bet. Have fun. Bye-bye.